Hi there, thank you for joining me today. I'm Father Patrick, and this is our podcast for College Catholics. Today I'm joined by two college students, Orla and Anna. They're both juniors in college. And uh, so welcome, Orla. Oh, welcome, Anna. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you, Father Patrick? Very good. How have you been? Good. Very good. And uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, um, I'm Orla. I am a junior at Hillsdale College. I'm studying math and English. I grew up in Michigan. Um, I've lived here my whole life. I've actually grown up really close to the Family Center in South Lyon, Michigan. Um, so so that's the Milis Christie House here in Michigan, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you when you started coming to any of our activities? Yeah, I started coming to the girls group when I was 11. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's a, some several years ago. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I've loved it. Um, but yeah, in my free time, I like to um, cook, read, go on runs. I'm the oldest of six, so it's been really nice to be home um, for Christmas oh, and nice. see all my little siblings and decorate. So yeah. Good. Are they annoying? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> okay, very good, very good. Anna, what about you? Yes, um, so my name is Anna. Um, I'm a junior at Michigan State University right now. Um, what are you studying? I'm studying environmental science. Okay. Well, and what is that overall? I mean, no, obviously, you're studying the environment and so mm -hmm. forth. But what's the goal of that to make sure the water is clean, the environment is healthy? What, what's, what's your concept in studying environmental science? Yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. A lot of it is the human interaction with the environment. So uh, renewable resources, things like that. Cool. Very good. Well, um, so it's great to have you both here. Um, Christmas is right, right around the corner. So I wanted to share, first of all, some thoughts about Christmas with our listeners. So just as an introduction, I think it's always good to remember that Christmas is always a great time, a great time of the year. It's a beautiful time. There's beautiful music. There's nice decorations. Your time, you spend time with the family. And typically, you eat a little bit more and better food and so forth. And several times, I typically hear the expression that Christmas is a magical time, right? But I think that that is uh, that it's still important to remind ourselves that, in a sense, it's magical because of the lights and so forth. But more importantly, it's, it should be Christ-centered, right? And if it is magical, if it is nice, if it is beautiful, if there's that spirit about Christmas that, also, that is so amazing, it is because Jesus Christ is born, because he, we celebrate the birth of the Word of God made flesh, who humbles himself to become a man for our sake, right? So God becomes one of us, and he, comes, he come, uh, kind of humbles himself from being infinite and majestic and almighty, he becomes very, very, very simple, very humble, even defenseless, right? And all of this to save us, right? To bring us salvation. More precisely, we can say the Word of God, right? The second person of the Holy Trinity becomes man, takes a, on a human nature, a human flesh, in order to die on the cross and save us from our sins, right? Save us from eternal death, save us from hell, right? So thanks to the birth of Christ in Bethlehem, we're given a second chance, right? We're given the opportunity to, to work out our salvation. We're given the opportunity to get to heaven if we are faithful to the gospel and the teachings of Jesus Christ, of course, right? So what I would like you to uh, share a little bit is um, what, what would you like to highlight about Christmas that you 
uh, that you find most important? Orla, why don't you tell us a little bit? Yeah, um, well, Christmas celebrates the first time that Christ um, came into the world as a baby um, in the start of salvation. So I think Christmas is just a really good time to reflect on the continual offering of Christ, of himself, to each of us, and the importance of, just as he came into the world, like allowing him to come into our hearts for our own salvation, and just how constant and continual that is. Like just as Christmas comes every year, even more so, Christ is always offering himself to us in order that we might find salvation through him. Right, and in a sense, uh, there you see how he he comes to save us. Salvation is made possible. He we are saved in a sense, but then each individual has to make that salvation his own by living out the faith, by you know going to the sacraments, by receiving the Eucharist, receiving baptism, receiving co uh, confession, and so forth. Right. Uh, yeah, so yeah. so it's not enough to say, "Oh, Christ saved me." And then I'm I'm fine. I can do whatever I want, right? Yeah, yeah. The importance of like really allowing him into your heart. Right. Very good. And Anna, what what do you see as important about Christmas? Yeah. So I think I notice um, like the spirit of generosity and charity and kindness that people have even more so around Christmas. Um, right. It kind of forces you to be nicer, right? Yes. <laughs> Generally, at least so, most people. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also actually a new kind of perspective that I've just recently discovered. I've been reading a book by St. Alphonsus Liguori called The Incarnation, Birth, and Infancy of Jesus Christ. And it and St. Alphonsus Liguori talks about Christ becoming man and how much he loves us to do that. So now I'm discovering this new thing to meditate on with the aspect of the Christ child instead of just Jesus as, you know, died on the cross for us and, you know, miracle worker. Now there's this aspect of his hidden life um, that Christmas has kind of brought um, this year for me. Right. And it's also good because you see when you meditate on the cross, we meditate on the sacrificial aspect of Jesus Christ. But now, but he's like, he's like an adult, right? And he's powerful. He has done miracles. Instead, in Christmas, you there's a sacrificial aspect also in Christmas, but we see the simplicity, right? The humility, the littleness, right? So to speak, the baby Jesus, and that, in a sense, it's more heartwarming, right? It's more, it attracts us more to Jesus to see him as a ba little baby, uh, but it's still God, right? So it's God and this little baby. So it's pretty impressive. Um, that's awesome. Uh, now, what uh, what have what what good memory do you have from Christmas in your lifetime or anything that you would like to share, any story you would like to share from Christmas that is, uh, you know, that you like? Yeah, so there's one in particular. It would be when we got our first real Christmas tree, so not plastic, uh -huh. you know, a live, a live Christmas tree. <laughs> right, because the tree. plastics are, are still real, right? They're, yes, they're yes. Real. <laughs> they're not digital or anything. No, they're, no. They're not a hologram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One day they will have holograms. You never know. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is real meaning. It's it's a live tree. It's yes, a tree. Yes. Yes. Um, so when we get there to you know this Christmas tree farm, um, they take you out on this tractor. So a Christmas tree farm. In yes. many places, people know what it is. In Argentina, that does not exist. 
I'm from Argentina, right? And we don't have Christmas tree farms. So mm -hmm. what would, like, people own farms where they grow Christmas trees? Yes. That's yes, incredible. they literally, they just plant different kinds of pine trees. Uh-huh. And, and they just grow them specifically for selling them for Christmas trees. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, they take the, they take you out on this tractor, and they give you a huge nine-foot-long measuring bar, you know, uh -huh. to measure the height of the tree. And, you know, my dad would have a saw to cut it down. So we go out, you know, as a family and we, uh, you know, find the perfect Christmas tree. So, so you start look, walking around and yeah, everybody yeah. finding the, the, per, yeah, the tree so they prefer. Yeah, so like, oh, this, this is the one. Oh, no, no, it's too skinny. You know, trying to find the perfect one that's not bare on one side. So then when you find the one, you know, cut it down and we take it back and they wrap it up for you, you know, uh -huh. tighter. So it's not just this that's tree. The entire tree. Right, right. So, um. And then, you know, while you're waiting for that, they have a fire outside and you can stay warm nice. and it's just a lot of fun. But then we have a 15 passenger van. So mm -hmm. it's this huge van, um, but it's really hard to strap something down on top. So what my dad did was put it on top of the seats inside the van. But then all of us kids have to sit there, too. So we're all just scrunched up, you know, next to this tree. Right, right, right. You it's know, barely fitting. Right, right. But then the whole van smells like pine. And it's uh -huh. just, it's a lot of fun. Right. And that's a little bit the nice uh, aspect of having a live tree. Not only it's it's a true tree, mm -hmm. but it's also, it's uh, it has the scent yes. that is real pine tree into the, uh, exuding the, into the whole house, mm -hmm. right? So right, you have a right. Christmas environment Im implies that memory of the scent right mm -hmm. of the tree that's yeah, amazing definitely that's good very good and you Orla what do you what do you have as a story or what do you remember about Christmas yeah my siblings and I were actually just talking about all of our favorite Christmas memories um, we have a little book that we will write down a couple of things that we did that Christmas um, so this book is for every year you keep it you keep old memories for Other years? Yeah, that, wow. well, that's the idea of it. We haven't necessarily <laughs> done it every single year. Oh, but so you were prepared yeah. for today? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been studying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my littlest brother was actually born on December 20th. Wow. So right around Christmas time. Um, in the year he was born, we all referred to him as like the best Christmas present. Like that's what we all wanted for Christmas was our baby brother. Um, he likes to remind us that he was an early Christmas present because he wasn't <laughs> actually born on Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Christmas was one of like the first days that he was home. Um, and as soon as we all woke up, like we ran right downstairs and we didn't go to our presents. We like ran to his room first so we wow. could all see the little the, baby sleeping. The best present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just a very sweet memory of how excited and happy we all were that he was there. And how much more so then that how much more exciting it is that Christ is born as a child. So Right, you know that there's a, one of our priests was born on December 24th. Oh, wow. So that's a <laughs> big Christmas Christmas present Yeah, <laughs> for their, their whole family. Yeah, so it was, I think his father, Father Paul was born on the 24th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. That's really cool. Father, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, okay, well, my, my memory is a Christmas-related memory. It's not, uh, it didn't happen during Christmas, but it has a lot to do with Christmas because um, what happened is that I was uh, offered once to preach a retreat in the Holy Land, and um, it was a seven-day retreat, but I, I went two days early so I could visit the Holy Sepulchre. 
But there was a morning that was uh, like given to me to be uh, like free, right? I didn't have any schedule, anything scheduled. So I asked if it was possible to go to Bethlehem, but nobody could give me a ride. So they told me, but you can still go. You can just take a bus. But I'm in like in Israel. Like I have no idea how to s- communicate. I can only I only know some English, right? So I said, okay, well I'll try. No, yeah, you can you go go to this place, take a bus, tell them you're going to Bethlehem, and they'll drop you off, and it will be fine. So when, anyway, it was a little bit hectic, you know, getting through with public trans- transportation there. But I did get there. Um, so then I went to the Basilica of the Nativity. And in the bottom, and the, like in the basement, there's a cave where the real birth of Jesus took place. Right. Oh, wow. So under the altar. Well, that's why they built the Basilica there. But the interesting thing is that, of course, this is a historical uh, place. It's confirmed to be that way it's even not even owned by catholics right it's owned by the orthodox i mean handled or uh, controlled they say by the orthodox church and catholics have certain times where they can go and do a a visit or you know a, a procession so i i joined the procession but then i i so what you do is there's a cave underneath the altar and you walk in through one side of the altar down the stairs and there's a cave, a real cave in rock, right? And on one corner of the cave, there's another little cave where Jesus was born. And there's a little star there that says, here's where Jesus was born. So you can go there and they give you like 10 seconds to pray there and touch the place. And then you get have to get moving. So then you go out on the other side of the stairs, right? So there's another exit section, right? So everybody comes in and out, in and out, in and out. So I came, I came in and there was a little bit less people. So I said, I thought okay, maybe I can sit here for a little while longer. And I, I couldn't stay in the place because other people want to come. So I, I stepped, back, stepped back like three steps and sat in a little, there was like a little rock bench or something. So I sat there and I stayed like 20 minutes, you know, and while people were going and I'm just thinking, here's where Jesus was, where St. Joseph was, where the Virgin Mary was, where the, the shepherds came, you know, all these, all these things happened here. It's incredible, right? So the mystery of being at the place where Jesus was born, right? Uh, which brings all the truths of faith so much to reality, right? So to it, it confirms the faith that you already have. You always believe these things because they told you, but when you go and see the place and you know historically this has proven to be the place where Jesus was born, that's... Uh, you know, pretty impressive to me. I mean, it's pretty heart, it, it moves your heart, right? It, it's moving. It strengthens your faith. It strengthens your love for, for God, for Jesus Christ and all that. So that's my, my best memory with Christmas. Um, anyway, so I had a question for you. So suppose that you have, a, for both of you, suppose you have a friend in college that is uh, recently converted and they want to know how to benefit more from Christmas. Christmas is coming up. It's in two days. Um, we have Advent still. How do I benefit more from Christmas? What would you recommend? Um, I would just stress the importance of celebrating Advent as its own season and not just lumping it into the Christmas preparations. When I was little, I absolutely hated Advent. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so long and just wanted it to be over with so that it could be Christmas time. <laughs> and it's really not that long, but it's like when no. you're little, I imagine like, oh, three more weeks. Like, oh, this is a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And seeing the candles burned, I was like, it's so slow. We have three more to go. Right. 
Um, but yeah, just recently, I've come to see the importance of it um, and just learned how important it is to have that penitential time of sacrifice and preparation um, and expectance of Christmas and not anxious that Christmas will come. Um, so just, yeah, and I've been so much more able to enter into Christmas because of the preparation of Advent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, actually. Now, supposing we're about to finish Advent, unfortunately, so suppose that I didn't do anything for Advent. I'm a college student. I'm like, I listen to what you're saying. This is great. There's only one day left. What do I do with Christmas? Like, can is there any any chance to get any benefit from Christmas? What what would I do? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just not being too distracted with all of the busyness and the preparations of Christmas. And instead of getting overwhelmed or like caught up in it, seeing the importance of Christ in Christmas and like thinking of Christmas through Mary's eyes and going about your preparations for Christ instead of just for the sake of themselves. Very good. And you, Anna, what, what would you suggest? Yeah, mine is uh, kind of like Orla's. I would say to take things slow. So don't be stressed about, you know, what presents am I going to get? You know, who, who am I going to give them to? Different parties, what time? Just take it slow. Maybe put your phone away for a day. You know, go help your mom bake those cookies or set up the decorations, you know, something like that. And just be very intentional mm -hmm. about, right. about what you're doing. Right, and also be charitable in the way you do it, right? Because sometimes we, we're so many things that are going on and we get nervous and impatient and why did you do this? And and in reality, we're doing it to be more charitable to others. We're trying to get be closer to Christ, right? Mm -hmm, so definitely. And I think kind of as an aspect of that, maybe take like five minutes on Christmas morning and just, or even after Christmas, and just meditate on the nativity scene. So the different people there, Mary, St. Joseph, Christ. And I think just realize, wow, you know, I God did this for me. God became man. He became little. You know, I, I shouldn't worry about anything. Mm -hmm. I should just give it all to him. Wonderful. Yeah, what I would recommend, um, in a sense, is what more or less what you said, you know, to try to spend time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and in prayer, right? So, uh, we have to intentionally make time for our Lord. If not, he gets lost in the shuffle, let's say. So there are so many things, and we forget he's the main thing. So every day, we have to think, how am I going to put Christ at the center today? And one thing to consider, like we were saying in, in prayer, is to remember that Jesus Christ is, in Christmas is close to you. He intentionally wants to be close to you. So sometimes we feel... And this is our, our emotions, right? Playing, playing tricks, let's say, right? But we feel sometimes that Christ is far away or we don't feel him that close. But the reality is that he's very close. And uh, in Christmas, that becomes real, visible. And this is why um, in the gospel, we can consider these words of St. Matthew. St. Matthew uh, share, t says, right, in the first chapter, verses 21 and 23, uh, how... Uh, St. Joseph was concerned. He sees the Virgin Mary pregnant, and the angel appears, and he says, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And then the, the angel, Gabriel, says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, 
a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Right? And to there, St. Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. So that I think is important, right? To remember, God is with us. God is with you, right? With each one of us and with anyone who wants to let him in, right? So he, he is close to us. We just have to open our hearts to him. So, so that's what I, I would say for, for Christmas, right? To meditate on that, uh, to, to spend time in prayer. And then, of course, you know, to attend Mass on Christmas Day, uh, to receive communion if, if you're in the state of grace, and if not, to go to confession. And that's a great thing to do this weekend, right? Uh, to, to try to, to get to confession, to renew our, 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 the grace of God in us, right? To renew our proximity to God and then receive him in the Holy Eucharist. That's the best way to uh, participate in Christmas to go to communion, because that's where the real, physical God, Jesus Christ, comes to you, without a, without a doubt, right? So, well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for your witnesses. Well, thank you for having us. Yes, it's been thank great. you. Very good. Well, thank mm-hmm. you, too. Uh, thank you for spending time with uh, me today, um, with Anna and with Orla. Uh, please follow this podcast in your platform, if possible. Uh, and then, if you can, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. May God bless you, have a wonderful Christmas, and we will see you next time.